one day I decided to ask myself, could I break five minutes in the mile? At age 30, could I return to the sport of track and go after my unmet goal of breaking five minutes? Was my body capable of this? Was my mind capable of this? And most importantly, was my spirit capable of pushing through the ups and downs to find the answer? You are listening to Breaking Five, a running podcast, where we search for this answer as well as yours for achieving your Breaking Five moment, whatever that may be for you. We will gain inspiration and knowledge from others who have achieved their Breaking Five moment, those working towards theirs, as well as those who have helped the athletes along the way. I'm your host, Kristen Schultz, physical therapist, runner, and running coach. Let's run full force towards our wildest dreams and take a listen to today's episode. I am so excited for today's episode. Today, I got to sit down and chat with Danielle Crute. Been following Danielle for a while and been really looking forward to this and finally got to sit down and chat with her. And I'll say first, before we begin, one of the, the things I love most about Danielle is just the ways in which within her career, she's really paved her own path. And if the path wasn't there, she found a way. Um, and I really just uh, loved getting to follow her and now getting to, to talk to her and get to know um, what to, to know a little bit more about her. Um, so Danielle is also a physical therapist. She's a running coach. She's also the owner of an indoor run studio in Portland, Maine, um, which super excited to ask her about in this episode. So you're going to have to stay tuned. And we, we talk all things. We talk about her running background, like we do in all the episodes we talk about. Um, but we also get to get into her business background and PT background, which was what I was really excited about um, getting to hear about. And like I said, the indoor run studio. Um, and I just love, there was a lot of good quotes in here, um, a lot of good discussion. I loved it. And as the title of the episode is, uh, if you haven't read it already, I love this part of it. When we get to where we're talking about, she says, enjoy the process, be patient with the process and acknowledge the small wins. I think that's just so important for running. It's so important for business ownership. It's so important, um, in your career as a PT, whoever you are listening to this, you can take something away from it. So anyways, excited to dive in. Danielle, thanks so much. And let's get going with this episode. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. Today, I am here with Danielle Krut. Danielle Krut is another physical therapist, but she is also a coach and owner of an indoor run studio, which I'm super excited to ask her about. Um, And of course, runner herself. Uh, She's the owner of Starting Line in Portland, Maine. And super excited to have you here. I know you have a lot um, to offer and share with us from the business side, from the running side, and just really excited to get to chat. So thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me on. I'm super pumped that we can finally catch up. Yes, I'm excited. I've been following Danielle since she was in, um, she had some journeys over in Australia yep. um, like a year ago and just been following her journey since. So I was super excited to, to chat with you. Awesome. Uh, but so I like to start every episode kind of with your running background and we'll get into some other things as well. But if you wouldn't mind, could you share with our listeners when you started running and why? Yeah. So I, uh, unlike what people might assume, I was not always a runner. I actually hated it and only had to do it if it involved my sport of field hockey or softball. And I chose to do uh, defense so that I didn't have to run. (laughs) Um, So I had done 10K in probably my junior year of college and was like, all right, that's cool. What, like an hour of running? Not bad. 
probably don't have to do it again. I'm good. And then as, as I went through PT school, like I stayed active and stuff like that, but I think we're still craving some sort of competition or goal setting. So once I graduated PT school um, in 2013, I started working and okay, I worked with a decent amount of runners. And before I knew it, they were like, okay, so you've like mentioned you want to do a half marathon. So we're going to do one in March. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> um, so in 2014, I did my first half. <laughs> um, in New Bedford, Massachusetts. And then before I knew it, I was signed up for another half and another half and another half. And then my friend, uh, one of my best friends from college was like, well, we've both done a couple halves. Like, why don't we do our first marathon? And I was like, um, <laughs> is that <laughs> how that works? Quickly. <laughs> I was like, is that how that works? Like you can just do that. So by October, was it twenty? Yeah, October 2014, I ran my first marathon. So it did escalate very quickly. And then before I knew it, April 2015, I was running my second marathon. Yeah, you know, like it was just like boom, boom, boom. I was like, all right, I'm hooked. I'm in. Uh, and you just started to, I started to just see the benefits of running. And when I was training yeah. for something, it, it just helped me stay grounded in other aspects of my life. Like it helped me stay focused, it helped me have a schedule. Um, yes. And I, grew to really appreciate that and enjoy that. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I feel like I didn't even realize how much for me, like a schedule is what running has helped me with like in mm -hmm. the past. So definitely now as a business owner too. So, um, yeah, no, that's awesome. So what, like, so it was just, it was a couple of patients or a couple of friends that were going to do this half marathon or well I, I had a couple running patients and then uh, my coworkers. So my coworkers, um, <laughs> had been runners and I, get, I don't know if we talked about it or, you know, lunchtime talks and then all of a sudden they're like, all right, yeah, we're, we're all going to do a half marathon. And I was like, and I trained with one, you know, like I remember distinctly doing like my nine mile run with one of my coworkers and she happened to take me on part of the Boston marathon course, which was part of heartbreak Hill. And I was like, Oh my God, that was so hard. Like, I don't know how anyone ever does Boston. Like, I don't know if I'll ever do Boston. And then little did I know that in 2015, I would run the Boston marathon. That's what I was going to say. So did you? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I, I have yet to qualify. I will put that caveat out there. That is still a goal of mine. Um, but for five years, I was a part of the Dana-Farber nice. Marathon Challenge team. So I was fundraising for them. That's right. Um, okay. I, I, I do remember seeing some posts with that. So what's yeah. that all about? If you don't mind, you can share about what that's about. Because obviously it's a call. Yeah. To your team. Um, so without going too far into yeah. it but um it was something that a friend of mine uh and I we were like that you know this is a cause that's you know close to us we both had people in our friend group and family that had been affected by cancer and they just are a very well-known organization so we applied um and I was like all right I'll do it one year and see how it goes and then ironically that's where my husband and I met in our oh. first year oh. um so we met on the team in 2015 and then we obviously continued dating and it was something that the, the two of us did together. Um, so he is this year, September would be his ninth year. Um, so he'll probably go till his 10th year, but I did it for five years. So um, okay. we both trained and fundraised together and, and very yeah. cool. 
I love it. <laughs> and that's where you guys met. So, and yeah, so all full circle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so, so that's how you, I mean, going back to you got started running and now, and now you love it, I assume, or is it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's definitely that there can be a love, a love hate relationship, I think. To do, yeah. You know, during those certain runs where you're like, Oh my God, this is absolutely miserable. And because you know, I'd be lying if I said that every run was like magic and felt amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a huge part of my life. Um, but I think what's been nice is that with quarantine, it's also made me realize that it's, I, that is not my full identity. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think that that's something that a lot of runners struggle with sometimes, especially mm -hmm. when they're injured or like with races being taken away. And yeah. I think that that's affected me in, in some way, like, especially as I started to dabble with a little bit of virtual racing, like I definitely miss it. Yeah. But it was the one thing that I was able to take a step back from during quarantine and really allow myself to slow down and not put the pressure on myself yeah. um, to always have something on the list or mm -hmm. always have a race or always have something that I was like working so, you know, focused on and yeah. Um, it's good to have goals, but it's also good to be flexible and yeah. realize that there's a lot of other things to explore. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that. I definitely agree with like the identity in running from, for most runners. And I, I mean, I think it's, it's pretty common. Like if you get, especially like first time getting injured, you know, it definitely does, it can do a number on like, you just really identify with running and in a way it, it's, I guess, ironic, or it's like, you know, running is this thing that is healthy and it's good for you on so many levels, but then also there are parts of it that in, in a way aren't healthy, you know, necessarily. Um, but I think it's just also finding that balance, like with everything, which is, which is hard. And I don't think there really is ever any balance per se, but, um, but that's awesome that that has allowed you to, to realize that um, for sure. And kind of, you have identities in other things as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. No, cool. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, what was I going to say? So what, so, you know, you're like, I don't like running and then you become a runner. What can we, can we touch on that first? Cause we were kind of talking about that before the podcast started, but like, yeah. were you one of the people that were like, I'm not a runner. And then you're like, I am a runner or was that not necessarily you? <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think I definitely fell into that. Like I'm not a runner camp because I, I never really, I, I like prior to that, I didn't identify if we want to put like a, uh, label on it per se. Um, I was an athlete. I played sports. I was athletic. I, you know, um, stayed active in that sense, but I didn't, I would do with the occasional like turkey trot. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, 5k here, 5k there. And I was like, yeah, cool. But I definitely had it in my mind that like a runner had to be like super competitive or super fast or had to, you know, reach these certain distances. And I slowly learned that that wasn't the case. And once I started yeah. doing it more and I was improving, but I was improving against myself, you know, and I think that's what I really came to appreciate is that it, it was this community that you could be a part of. It was kind of like a team and being a part of a team, yeah. but you also were, it was just competing against yourself and just setting right. goals with, with yourself and seeing what you were capable of versus always comparing or competing against someone else, which right. 
that's what I, I like about it is that, yeah, you could always beat someone else or, yeah. or come in first or second or third or whatever. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was always, you know, setting those personal goals and, yeah. and seeing, okay, can I get a little bit faster? Can I get a little bit faster? Yeah. Or can I just feel better? Maybe I stay at the same pace, but I feel better completing yeah. it. No. Um, so okay. I, I, I enjoyed that. And it relates so well to business and life, I think, you know, like it's not really about competing with other people, but just what can, what more can you get out of yourself or, or, or do in business or life? And I don't know. I love the similarities between running and, and life in general. So yeah. Yeah. But, but awesome. Sweet. Well, cool. Thanks for sharing your run story. And I think it's good always to hear, you know, especially like Danielle's doing, you know, a lot with runners and, you know, she's been running since 2014. It's not like she, like she had shared before this interview, you know, she's not like something she's done all her life. She has other interests. Um, but I think it's, yeah, important to hear and to know how other people get into running because it's not all the same. So I'm sure other people relate to that. What, um, how did you get into treating runners then? Like, how did that evolve? You know, you go from like, I don't even really like running and now I like running and now I'm treating runners. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> so I think because as I felt like, because I started running when I started becoming a PT, when I first started as a PT, I felt like it, we kind of, we, runner me and PT me <laughs> um, kind of grew together because as a runner, I was figuring things out. I was getting injured. I was, you know, having to take time off. I was having to, you know, get PT treatment from my coworkers, you know, and I was like, well, okay, if I'm, I'm running, I'm a PT and I like kind of know what to, what to do supposedly then people that aren't in the field that maybe don't have those, those instincts to seek help or to, you know, stop running or make these modifications, then yeah. they probably have questions too. And like, they probably could use this guidance or have a more specialized approach instead of just being told the same, you know, Oh, stop running. Oh, do 18 million clamshells for the next six years. <laughs> like, I'm being dramatic, but no, it's, I don't, I mean, how many people come to you? You're like, Oh, I'm doing my clamshells or whatever. <laughs> You're like, Oh my God. Okay, great. This is awesome. Um, so I started being like, okay, well, are they getting the help that they need? Like if I'm getting into trouble, mm -hmm. what are other runners doing that, that don't have the same information that I'm, you know, being exposed to. So that's when I started taking more running class, uh, courses, more stuff on running analysis. Um, mentoring, you know, mentoring with running, um, specialist PTs, um, and really just kind of going down that yeah. rabbit hole of like everything that I was learning. I was like, okay, like this is, this is what I want to do. And then little by little, you know, being involved in the running community in Boston, it was just this natural progression where all of a sudden my caseload was runners. And I was like, this. <laughs> how did that happen? Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. I was like, Oh, I guess I like working with runners and runners like working with me. And, and here we are. Yep. So yep. when I, when I decided to move, it was like this, it was like, well, yeah, the, yeah, you're going to work with runners because you love working with them. And like, it had opened up the door of like starting to dabble with coaching. And I was like, Ooh, I like coaching. And like, I also like treating and how can I have a nice combination of both? And yeah. Yeah, it, it, there was definitely a, an organic um, approach to it, um, for sure. 
Awesome. It just kind of, yeah, they're kind of like the PTU, the runner unit kind of merged and went along and yeah, it just became yeah. this, this whole person. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And obviously you did a lot on your end to become educated and really push yourself. And I mean, I foresee you at it. Obviously you've done a lot in a short amount of time. This looks like so very driven um, to get where you are. What, um, going back to kind of when you were starting to like take courses and stuff, any, you know, certain courses, mentors, anything like that, that really helped you? Like what all did you seek out? And for any of our listeners that are, you know, looking for the same. Yeah. Um, the first running course that I took, I think it was like North American. I honestly can't remember the name. It's of okay. The first it's okay. One. If you don't know all of them too, it's okay. Um, but it, but it, was a, it was a good baseline to just like get my feet wet. But yeah. honestly, I have to credit Chris Johnson with a lot yeah. of my education that yeah. I've um, learned. He, uh, I don't believe he's still doing it because that man is doing all the things. So many things. <laughs> which is so awesome. Um, and he's really helped um, move the profession along, especially um, with helping working with runners. But yeah. he had done a remote mentorship. Um, and I was lucky enough to be able to do that. So it was, I think like seven or eight weeks, but like spread out over time. Okay. And, and we, you know, went through PowerPoints and discussed articles and stuff. And that was, I feel like a really pivotal point for me to just like get immersed in a lot of the information. Um, and then I've taken some of his, his courses, um, over the years. Um, I'm part of the runner zone, um, which he puts out. Um, they also put out a podcast and they do some like little mini cohorts within the runner zone as well, which I've taken a physiology one and a coaching one. Um, so I would say he has, absolutely played a huge role in in my running develop like PT and running development and stuff like that so huge huge kudos to him for sure yeah um um yeah and I know he's obviously it's like I'm in the runner zone too and he's come up a number of times got the pleasure to talk with him the other day too and get to know about all the different you know courses he has I know he has a bone stress injury cohort coming up in September mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone listening is, you know, if that's something you need to learn more about, cause I know from, I'm going off topic, I guess you're a little bit, of course, I'm no, pretty I'm sure not. like I had, I've had maybe multiple, at least a, a couple that never were diagnosed because I even, you know, my background, I didn't even, it, this was before PT school and stuff, but it's just, I don't feel like the knowledge we were not taught this in school. We're really not, um, and not for managing runners correctly at all. Um, I'm even currently going through heel pain and I've I've had it um, three other times in the past and all the times in the past, I like just stayed off of it more so, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. and then as I started to learn more, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally didn't treat that right. I should have been loading it. And so it's been cool. I'm loading it this time and it's just fun to be experiencing it. But um, yeah, yes. But yeah, for all things runner, I mean, running, if you want to work with runners, definitely um, check out the runner zone, um, any of the courses and cohorts he puts out and yeah. Yeah. I mean, another, like other great resources, like Jay Dishery is awesome. He's got a couple books out. Um, and I know he puts a lot of content. He has, um, some, I've taken a couple of his courses on Medbridge. He does like a running analysis okay. on so there. Medbridge. Okay. Um, so, and those might be a little bit more accessible or affordable. Um, uh, Tom Goom has a, crap load of stuff on his website like just blogs and videos and he has a lot of great resources as well 
Awesome. I haven't heard of him, I don't think, actually. So that's well, that's a new name, I want to say, yeah. for me. Awesome. And then, so how did you get this opportunity in um, Australia? <laughs> um, <laughs> simplified, I made it happen. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so it was a very unique opportunity. Um, so going to Australia was something that I had put in my brain like after the first course that I ever took. So I took a NIOMS course, which is a manual therapy course. And my instructor was Australian. And I talked to him after I was like, Oh, like international PT, like our licenses, like, can can I transfer them? Like, how does that work? And he gave me some information. And I start I like did my initial research. And then was like, crap, I I don't know anything. I've been out of school for six months. Like I'm not ready to like travel across the world to do anything. (laughs) Um, So I always had it in my mind. Like I would just get my license. I would go there for a year and just get like a job and figure it out. Um, Obviously things change, you you know, move, met my, you know, my was going to, it will, soon to be my husband. And I was like, okay, so how's this all going to work out? In the interim, I had um, stumbled upon iMove Physiotherapy, which is an awesome, awesome company. Um, they have, I think it's five locations um, in the like greater Sydney area in some of like the surrounding towns. And I had reached out to one of the owners in 2017 when I thought I was going to be going, I was like, yeah, 2017, that's going to be the year. And then it wasn't. Um, so then, uh, so then we were like, okay, like we were going to get married, then we're going to move. And I was like, okay. So I started my business and I was like, Ooh, probably not great to like leave after I just started my business. (laughs) But it was also still like slow growing because I was a new PT in an area where I knew no one. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like it's summertime, like it's probably going to be a little bit slower. And at that point I knew that the run studio was on the horizon. So I was like, okay, okay well, once the run studio starts, like if this is really going to happen, I probably am going to have a hard time leaving after that. Like I can at least say, okay, patients, like, you know, we, you know, we can email, I can, you know, refer you to someone else for the two months that I'm gone. You know, it was a little bit more flexible. Um, so I re-reached out in, Jan- I think, January 2019 uh, to this, to the owner, Mick. And I was like, hey, uh, this is the year, like, can we figure out some sort of mentorship kind of observation? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I have, I you know, it. I have, you know, I'm not a new grad, so I don't, it, it was like this, I can bring my information to you, we can share information, like, how can we make this work? And essentially, it came down to, like, we collaborated, like, I learned from them, he taught me some, you know, business and marketing stuff. Yeah, I ended up, it was around there. Um, so it was there, like winter, but they're like bigger running season. So the, the Sydney marathon was during that time. And there was another um, like really, really big race city to surf um, that I was there for. So okay. they were seeing a lot of runners and the clinic that I was in is also teamed up with the running room. Um, so I was able to work with a lot of awesome, like running focused PTs, which was yeah. really cool. That's so, cool. Um, so I offered like free running consults because I couldn't technically 
got treat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I did these free runners chats. So it got me to be in the clinic and chat with people and, you know, co-treat with them. Um, we put an ebook out together. And it was just like fun. We did some videos and um, I was on, they have um, a running podcast as well called That's Running. Um, nice. So I was able to chat with them and it was just like a cool experience, but it allowed me the flexibility to, you know, meet runners in the community, do a little bit of travel, but also be immersed in their clinic and like just seeing like how they've built such an amazing culture as a company, which is really cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And um, what was the name of the company again? Um, I Move Physiotherapy. Okay. And how, was there like big differences over there, I guess, in the way, I mean, it depends, any clinic, I guess, like, but like how physical therapy was, physio was over there, you know, compared to here. And I guess both that side and running side too. But Yeah. So they have like basically like universe, like universal healthcare ish. Yeah. Like where people have a certain amount of money that they can use towards physio. So they just, you know, swipe their card at whatever, like the pay rate is for, um, for the visits. And it's not like based on codes. It's just like, okay, you have a PT appointment. It's excellent. It's a hundred dollars. Um, it's not like manual therapy, uh, Therex, this, that it's just like, you came into physical therapy, you had an appointment, like that's the charge. Yeah. They can okay. also have private insurance that they can use once that allotment runs out. Um, or they can just continue to like, if it runs out and they are still seeking services, um, they can just pay out of pocket right. at that point. Okay. Um, but it like, there's no like, like not justifying what you're doing, but kind of like, like, so they didn't understand like the concept, like when I said I was cash based, they're like, but why do you, why are you, cause I was like, I was like, no, because we can't say that we're like physical therapy versus performance coaching. Like it gets all confusing with insurance and it was just such a foreign thing for them. They're like, but why can't it be both? Like if someone's <laughs> getting stronger and they're getting That's better, awesome. so they're preventing injury, like why yes. can't they keep seeing you? I'm like, Dude, like this shouldn't be that way. <laughs> this, is, this is the issue that we have in America. Yes. Oh my gosh. And that's like where I was getting so frustrated as, yeah, like as a PT and a runner, because I was like, I don't even want to, like, if I'm injured, I want to pay someone because I'm not going to, like, they're not even going to treat me how I need to get treated at all. And like, not even get to me to my goals. Like, like, oh, you're, you have athletic goals. Then, well, we, I mean, that basically doesn't matter. You're not really like even injured, basically. I don't know. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. That's, that's cool to hear though, right? So, like it, it was funny when I was explaining like my model to them. So like, but <laughs> they're confused. They're like, but why? I'm like, because America doesn't have what you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I'm so thankful. There's other people, you know, like that's what's been so cool is meeting so many people that are doing things differently and trying to change it and just... I mean, it's got to go for everything in life. Then like if it looks this way for most things, like search out the people that are doing it a different way. Cause there's gotta, there's gotta be, you know, in all aspects of life, whether it is, you know, run physio or what not. So yeah. Super. Cool. Um, yeah. From a physio standpoint, it was cool. Like it was cool to be there and like we approach things very si- like similarly and like okay. they, they definitely, um, 
like honed in on like the importance of strength training with runners and stuff like that. And like we maybe called things a little bit different that they, you know, did manual therapy as needed, but definitely reinforced like, you know, giving people uh, patients the autonomy and like, no, like you got to put in the work too. Like it's yeah. not just this like give, give, give. It's like, no, you have to, it's a reciprocal process. Yeah. Um, something that I was exposed to, they have a very nice fancy treadmill that has force plates underneath it. I think it's okay. a, called the Zebras. Okay. Treadmill. I think it's from Germany, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. So it was interesting to see a running analysis with more data attached to it. Yeah. Um, so like they can see like the, the force that people are putting through, they can put markers on and get a little bit more information that way, which I thought was just really interesting. Um, because I am like oversimplified with my r- running analysis, like yeah. my phone or my iPad, yep. sl- slow down video, like keep it really, really basic. Yeah. But for, for me and the clients that I'm seeing, like, it works. It's like, right. I think it would blur, blur the message a little bit because people are just looking for, you know, simple basics where, you know, the, the people that they've been marketing to, they want more of the information. They want some more of that. So it was, it was cool to see how it could be beneficial on both sides. Right. You know, I can see where there's a place, um, for having more data. Yeah. Um, but I've also seen, having less data be effective too. So I, I think there's, there's room for both. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that makes so sense. It's, it's cool we had that. one of the clinics I was at, we had like this, I don't even remember what it's called. I can't even think right now, but um, like fancy computer system and everything to do running gate analysis on. And like, I never used it. I was like, I'd rather use my phone and my eye, like, because for one, it just took forever to set up. And I was like, just, it doesn't seem very practical. And I feel like I get way more out of just watching and videoing on my phone anyway. So, um, but no, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But so it was cool. Very cool. Anything different about like running over there? I mean, besides the beautiful scenery and different scenery, but you know, I don't know, like attitude towards running or anything like that, you know, culturally. I would say, I mean, people probably run a little bit more year round. Okay. Um, just because, I mean, even winter, wasn't like super cold um so like they have pretty nice weather year round which is awesome um definitely some more like trail trail running um uh but i think like i think that's what's so awesome about the running community is that it's kind of universal you know where yeah you go and you're like you go out and you just see people running and they're you know, they wave, some people wave, some people don't, but like, it's just this, like, there's races to do. There's, you know, there's people being active and you, like, I was able to find running groups. Like I was, I became friendly with some of the patients and those ended up being my friends that I hung out with for two months that I'm still in touch with now. And like, they would take me on like little running tours and introduce me to the running groups that they were a part of. Um, so it was, you know, I I find runners to, for the most part, be pretty welcoming. Right. And, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, no, you can come to this group run. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. come to this. Oh, yeah, there's this race coming up. You should sign up. And you're like, I wasn't planning on doing a 10K, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sounds I great. Totally do that on Saturday. Like, so, <laughs> oh, man, you're making me miss it right now with, like, the lower community. <laughs> oh, man, I just moved to a new state, so I'm like, oh, this is kind of a weird time to try to get connected um, into the running community, but good thing they're still online stuff. <laughs> yeah, when did you move to Florida? 
I moved in May, middle of May. And so things were starting to kind of go back to normal then. And then it kind of went, nope, never mind. And so, um, yeah, I actually still need to integrate into the running community here. Um, got injured recently. So just waiting for that to get a little bit better. But, um, and at first I was just busy with other stuff. I was like, ah, oh, you know, a lot of change at once. So, um, but look forward to, cause I haven't really met any runners I didn't know already, I guess, before coming mm-hmm. here. So that'll be fun to, it's always fun to see the, uh, it's a little different every place I've lived, like in the, I don't know. I just think of like, I was in Mississippi at one point. I was like, after group runs, you would hang out for like an hour to an hour and a half. Whereas like in Utah, it was like, we went for the run and we were done. We got go do our things just like different, you know, make me different groups, but culture too. So yeah, um, but, but that'll be fun. Well, cool. Thanks for sharing that experience. It, you know, yeah. makes me, I don't know, reflect on a lot of things. And I think what's really cool is like, you just made it happen. Like you said, there wasn't even really like, uh, you just, there wasn't an internship or whatever you want to call it, mentorship necessarily. You just reached out and Hey, might as well ask and <laughs> see yeah. what could happen. It um, was, yeah, it was definitely a unique experience. Um, and I'm super fortunate that they were open to having me in the clinic and being like, yeah, come on down. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. And like I met with, um, each of the owners, um, one was via Zoom because he was away, um, and one like on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. And like, we just talked about different things like business yeah. stuff and how I can apply that to the run studio. And some of it was mindfulness and professional development. Yeah. And it was just, it was just cool. Um, just different, different, uh, ways to make it mentorship E in a, you know, non-conventional way, which I think sometimes you get the most out of that and you learn best when it's maybe not fully planned. <laughs> right. Right. No, for sure. Have you always been and tell me if this is like too much or whatever, but always been yeah. that way in life in general. And like, I'm going to, you know, if I want something, I'm going to go for it or ask or like, where does that come from? You know, it seems uh, like you, I don't know. I've had a lot of cool experiences. So <laughs> yes, I think it was always like a little bit more subtle. Like I, I always like, kind of what went after what I wanted, but I yeah. definitely wasn't as, as forward with it. Yeah. And I think as I've gotten older, I've been a bit more confident with that. Um, okay. Cause flashback to, you know, it took from 2013 to 2019 to yeah. make it happen. True. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I like yeah. to, I like to, um, you know, have people keep that in perspective with just yes. goals and dreams. Like, it takes time, you know, right. whether it's business, whether it's a running goal, whether it's, you know, a, a travel goal. Like, yeah, yeah, I went to Australia and it was in a completely amazing experience and I am beyond like fortunate that I was able to do that. But it, it was a, a thing that evolved. It yeah. went from going there for a year by myself, figuring things out, right. living, like, I don't know, living and working for maybe a completely different company that I might not have ever came across, you know, yeah. I, I move physio yeah. um, to, okay, I have two months. How am I going to make the best of these two months and get the most out of it? Right. And, you know, literally I think the, they had teamed up with the running room, which was like the running specific clinic only like six or seven months prior to me getting there. So if okay. I went any sooner, my experience would have been totally different. Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah, Everything yeah. Like, kind of happens for a reason. Yeah. Let things be. And I think 
and that's a good message like as a business owner too like and being patient too because I think even in myself recently there's like especially with I don't know just everything changing and like people getting online more and everything I'm like oh I gotta figure it out now and like then I'll come even like little things I'll come up with the answer like two days later I'm like don't be so hard on yourself to like figure it out now. Like you have to actually go through a process to get to the answer that you're trying to figure out. So like I've had that happen to myself a couple of times recently where like, I need to know the answer. Why can't I, you know, do this or that? And then it comes to me like even a few days later, it's like, just be patient with yourself. Like things take time. So obviously the business like that is on a much larger scale, but I don't know. It just reminded me of uh, that. Preach. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the preach hand emoji. Um, yes. <laughs> I, that is something I remind myself regularly is to be patient with myself, um, especially on the business front. Like, yeah, oof, yeah, that, that hits home big time because yeah, as a business owner, you're like, uh, hmm, should I do, I don't know. And it's like, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> it, yep. it will happen. Right. It will come together. Sometimes easier said than done, but it yeah. all does work its way out. Yeah. And if you take the wrong step per se, like it's just going to lead you. I'm putting my quotes up right now on the podcast, but it will lead you to where you're supposed to go. And like, that's the only way you can learn and figure it out. And like, I think of myself too, like I knew I wanted an online business starting back in 2015. And like, I'm just now have that. And it looks way different than I even thought it was going to look like I wasn't even planning on like, Oh, let's like create a course for clinicians to help them write running programs. Like that was just something I started getting asked, you know, it was like, I want to just help runners and just anyways, it's just letting it happen how it happens. And also sometimes I still look, I'm like, Oh, why didn't I get there faster? And that has been a common theme even lately, but it's like things needed to happen in myself and life. And yeah, anyways, <laughs> so, um, just important to know. Cause a lot of people have, you know, coming to me as maybe they are to you as well right now, just with things changing. And like, for me, I've had a lot of people like wanting to get online with, you know, different things. And it's like, things aren't happening, you know, quick enough. And I'm like, it just, you just got to keep pushing. The biggest thing is you just got to stay in it. Like the biggest thing is, I mean, most reason I think, you know, businesses don't work out or whatever is like people just quit or they get impatient, you know, so you just got to stay in it and have that vision and keep going. So. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That was, that was helpful. Um, and can, can I ask you a little bit about, um, your, ex- so when was your experience with, um, do you, wait, sorry, <laughs> let me rewind. Do you mentor in the level up, um, a program as well? Or cause I know you were saying you worked with Zach and stuff, but do you mentor in that program as well? Yes. Um, so I, I had, um, started mentoring with them from the beginning. Um, so I did four, the first four cohorts. This is my first one, just taking a little, uh, time off and they had a lot of, um, people reach out, uh, for people to mentor this year. So I was like, I got a lot going on. I'm trying to rebuild my businesses. Uh, so it worked out that I'll take this cohort off and then hopefully pick back up in January. But yeah, it was awesome to, uh, be a mentor and experience that and be able to work with new clinicians, um, for the first four cohorts. Very cool. Very cool. If you don't mind, do you mind sharing a little bit about what it's all about? And like, like I have a, a basic understanding, but I never looked into myself because it, I, I think when I heard about it, I was, you know, it was beyond when I was more of a new grad, not yeah. And everything. Yeah. So if you don't mind sharing with any listeners that might be listening. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Level Up is um, a movement, if you will, in the healthcare sphere, um, targeting new grads and um, students. And at first, it started out with, you know, targeting the physical therapy, but they've now opened it up to other healthcare professionals and really honing in on like the soft skills of communication, listening, growth mindset, and really developing those like personal skills that are outside of just the clinical set of yeah. skills that we learn in school. You know, we, we get all this didactic stuff thrown at us. You have to know this, you have to know anatomy, you have to know this, blah, 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 blah. But schools and what they're trying to do is ultimately by starting with the students is kind of like reverse engineer into the, you know, PT programs, the other healthcare professional programs to integrate more of the critical thinking, the listening skill set, the communication piece um, to the curriculums. So if you can start grassroots with the students and then the students, you know, kind of branch back out into the curriculum and tell their professors and, you know, have guest lectures and stuff like that to have it be just more, more commonplace because, you know, yes, there's a lot of literature that, okay, exercise is best. This is best. This is best. But there's more and more coming out saying that like building that therapeutic alliance and (laughs) communicating and just being there and listening to what your patients have to say and hearing their story and being able to clearly communicate to them like what's going on and the process and really building that relationship that in itself you can never touch them right and have them have a successful um experience so that's what the four-month cohort is all about is so it goes over those different topics each module there's a module from zach and then like a guest module and then integrated in that is either like a podcast or a ted talk a book um an article to kind of pair in with that um that topic and then once a month um the groups are typically like five or six the you have a a video chat with your mentor and the mentor is there to help facilitate discussion uh you know we have outlines but you kind of just let it go where it may and you know talking out some role playing and having those difficult conversations, whether it's with coworkers that you might have a different opinion with or having those difficult conversations with patients and just helping them hone in on those skills and, and be able to practice them and communicate with people that might be in similar scenarios as them um, to just be able to continue to build those skills and allow them to without being corny, level up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love it. And I did I did I say next level? Did I no I did say level up. No, I you right. said level I did. Up. Okay, I was I don't even know. I was like talking. I was like, did I what for some reason my brain was thinking I didn't say level up, but okay, I said it. But <laughs> doesn't matter. But no, I love that. And like I feel like it's just so refreshing to hear and I think I you know struggled my you know as a before I was new grad even as I had my internships and stuff of just not necessarily loving what I was doing and thinking PT was for me necessarily. And I, I feel like part of it, there's so many factors of it, but you know, is it seems so much like it, it was more about 
hey, so we got, you know, like not that this isn't part of it, but you know, the research says that this manipulation is best for this and bam. And like, this is how a patient gets better. Boom. Like, and that's what <laughs> PT is about. And like, not like saying like, there's not a place for that, but it's just like, I wasn't necessarily getting my patients results even following that because like, if we don't get them to do the exercises and know how to communicate with them and everything else that's involved, like they're not going to get better. So like, anyways, it's just refreshing to hear. And obviously like, you know, as a, as a new grad and a student had, I had that, that would have, you know, been helpful. And so it's really nice that there's, you know, lots of different people doing things like this now that are out there um, to help that whole, yes, therapeutic alliance. And I even think in myself right now, like I, you know, I hired Steph to be my PT because I was just like, I like, even though I'm a PT, like I, like I need someone else to like, you know, even if it's just that someone else cares and like knows that like, you know, um, going through this and just to give that outside opinion and everything. But um, yeah, there's a lot more to PT than just just the exercises and just the, you know, if you're doing any manual therapy or anything like that. So very exactly. Cool. Exactly. But, well, thanks for sharing that. Um, cool. Well, let's, let's talk about your business because I think you have a very unique setup. Um, so Danielle, like, as I had shared, she's a physical therapist, a running coach, but she also has an indoor run studio. So maybe we should just start there because I want to know about this indoor run studio. Even when I saw you were creating it, I was like, I don't really think I ever have seen an indoor run studio. And before I saw you doing it. So what, I guess, what was the reason behind, you know, creating an indoor run studio? What does it bring for your clients and patients and, and all that? Yeah. So indoor run studio. So think of it as a cycling studio, except you have treadmills. Um, it's still a coach led class where the coach is taking you through different intervals and recovery, taking you through warm up, And we have a couple different, um, styles. Um, some is more like endurance focused, one's hill focused, one um, does 50-50 strength and running, one is strength only. And then um, another one that I incorporated was like more of like a running meditation. So great for like a recovery run where it's more laid back music, um, but you're kind of just allowing yourself to go at whatever pace. I'm not cueing you at what pace to go to. You're just kind of yeah. like, doing your thing. And, um, yeah, so I was first exposed to it, um, when I was living in Boston. Um, I, so I have to give credit to my stride, which was Boston's first indoor run studio. And at first I was skeptical cause I was like, Oh, I don't love the treadmill. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really, I don't know. Like what, what, what is this going to be like? And then I started going and I started going more and I was like, wow, like, I'm running a bit faster and like, it's kind of motivating to have someone, te you know, tell me, um, what to do and when to, I didn't have to think about it and I didn't have to, you know, watch my watch on when to, ch you know, change speeds. So when I had moved to Maine, I was like, Oh, there's nothing up here like that. Like that kind of stinks. And, um, but I, I didn't really, I was like, okay, well, let me just like get the PT stuff off the ground first and get, you know, moving to a new state. Don't know anyone. Like maybe I should just like get myself settled and, and integrated into, um, into the running community and just kind of take it one step at a time. And then, um, about a year after starting the, um, 
physical therapy side of things, I had the unique opportunity to um, expand the space that I was in. And, and it was like, okay, well, we have more space. So that means maybe we can put treadmills in here. So that, you know, dream that was, hey, maybe we'll bring a run studio to Maine was like five years down the line. And it was like, okay, guess this might happen sooner because we have this opportunity that's lower risk and all right, let's make this happen. So. Awesome. No, thanks for sharing that. Cause I, yeah, like I said, I've never heard of, you know, indoor run studio before. So I was like, what, you know, like what are, yeah. Like how did that come to be and, and all that. And, um, and that's what it's all about. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there, there's not a ton. Um, I haven't looked at the numbers recently, but there's maybe like 12 of them, like one in Chicago, two in Boston, a couple in Cali. Uh, there, there's one, uh, company that has like Virginia, uh, like Carolinas covered a little bit. But I mean, there, it definitely has not taken off like spinning has, um, yeah. probably because treadmills take up more room and yeah. are expensive. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so, and it's a definitely a newer concept and because running is very accessible to do outside. Right. Um, right. But I saw that there was an opportunity here in Maine, being that we have oh, yeah, it's cold. <laughs> more cold weather than, than warm weather. Um, yes. I mean, granted, weather right now is, is perfect. So, like, yeah. <laughs> summer, summer and fall in Maine is, is magnificent. But winter can also happen like this in, like, October <laughs> and could stay until March or April. Yeah. So I figured the odds might be in my favor <laughs> right. 90% of the time. So... Um, yeah yeah <laughs> I would love to come to Maine in summer I've been there in winter and yeah part of the reason I decided not to probably stay there I was like oh this is very similar to other winter places I've been let's go elsewhere but no it was it's beautiful up there so <laughs> I love it I, what have you found like are the benefits to indoor run studio that you know like are the reasons people come um or really seek it out yeah. So the, the feedback that I've, that I've gotten so far, and we have a very small, um, I guess, sample, if you will, because um, we were only open for about four months before the quarantine happened. Um, so when we, we had to shut down in March, so we only got a little sampling of, of what people were looking for or their feedback, but I think people liked that. They didn't have to think about it. They got to show up no matter what pace they were um, and just have their, their own workout. You know, I absolutely love the, the community of a run group, but you know, yeah. if you're slower or faster, like you might not find people that are your pace. So like, there's always that, especially if you're a newer runner, there's that fear of like, Oh, am I going to get left behind? And for, for the, the studio experiences, like you're in there. Like I, for example, had a 65 year old woman training for her first 5k and you know, someone in their, their mid to late thirties training for their ninth marathon, you know, Boston. So they could be running next to each other. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. And both challenging each other. And maybe you use it as like a little bit of motivation, but you're yeah. doing your thing. Like I always encourage like, yes, I might tell them to go to their certain pace level, but 
ultimately you're in control. Like I'm never going to force anyone or make anyone feel uncomfortable if they're not going at a certain pace. Like I have some people that walk the whole class. I'm like, great, yeah. put it on an incline and do your thing. Like, yeah, that's totally fine. Um, so that's been something that I've, I've worked really hard to do is, is to relay that message that however you're showing up that day, that's great because you, the fact that you showed up, that's half the battle. Yeah. So I, I want it to be an environment where any level of runner can, um, can be there. Yeah, that is cool. Um, yeah. I wouldn't think about that part necessarily. I mean, obviously it makes sense, but because running is such a, like, I mean, for the most part, you run with the people that are around your pace, but like in a studio, then you could be running with everyone. Um, yeah. And I'm definitely, I'm definitely a person. I don't like treadmill running at all. So, you know, for me, I'm just like, Oh, like I'll try to run outside no matter what. Um, but I did, I, I lived in North Dakota for four years basically before I moved here. So very, very cold. Um, so I could, I mean, I could definitely see something like that going over well there. I mean, for months people run inside on treadmills and it's like, like that would be awesome. If they had like, yeah, like a studio where you could all run, run, run together and everything with, you know, just fostering the right environment, um, with the, the run studio of just welcoming everyone, um, and having everyone feel comfortable no matter, you know, what level they're at, no matter what their background is, like just being able to have a place to show up where they feel safe, where they feel welcome and they can challenge themselves in their own way. And, but also helping to encourage them to reach those goals, go for that 5k. I'm thinking about a half map, go for it. Yeah. Like like, there's nothing (laughs) standing in your way. Like if you want to get there, we're going to help you get there. And that, that's kind of like the playoff of the, of the name is like, we want to just help people get to their next starting line. Like whatever that is for them, you know, it might look different for everyone, but yeah, no, I love it. It's kind of similar. Like I guess breaking five, like obviously, okay. Like breaking five, like it has to do with breaking five in the mile, but it doesn't have to do with that at all. It's just like, what is your breaking five moment? What is something you want to achieve uh, that you're going to go after and something that maybe scares you a little bit because you know that's when great things happen in life I guess so <laughs> but very similar like but sounds very different like right but still yeah I love it I love that there's a the meaning behind behind the starting line I guess going into that too if you don't mind um if could chat a little bit about the race ready PT that you have started yeah So Race Ready is the virtual branch of Starting Line. So this is an adventure that my husband and I have gone on with my brother, Tyler, who is also a physical therapist um, practicing in New York. Um, And this was an idea that kind of came up last fall, fall, winter, but it was around, like he had just moved to Brooklyn. I had just started the run studio. I was like, all right, like, we'll table that until like things kind of level off a little bit. And then, you know, quarantine hit and everyone went virtual. So like, (laughs) uh, like we didn't want to scramble. We didn't want to rush it, but we were also like, well, what are we waiting for? Like, this is the opportunity to do that. But like, this also isn't a temporary fix. Like this is something that like we want to be able to offer because we didn't, Yes, there's, there's, there's been telehealth, there's been virtual services for runners, but we were like, okay, how can we hone in to that market? Because runners are likely pretty busy. 
yeah hard for them to actually go to the appointment right you know let alone try and fit in strength training let alone try you know if they're you know busy or they're training for this and training for that like maybe going into a you know a physical therapy appointment accounting for driving in and driving home like maybe that's something that that maybe that is has been a deterrent or a limiting factor for runners or you know endurance athletes yeah. to to seek the care that they're looking right. for so how can we limit those restrictions by being in a virtual space and yeah. allowing them to have access to quality care to help them navigate those injuries and a lot of you know something that i've learned with working with runners is a lot of it is managing training loads, shift, yep. you know, shifting their training, yeah. educating them. Like that's something that's really important to us is the education piece is like just having them understand what it is that they're dealing with and, um, and how they can make those adjustments themselves is, you know, it's less and less like the hands-on stuff that you might do in clinic but what are the things that they can take ownership of and and make those adjustments to their their training or you know positions to avoid if it's a, like a tendinopathy or you know how can they gradually increase their load how can they modify their frequency etc yeah um, so that's that's how that started so we let the official it was kind of a work in progress through like April, May, June, and then um, I believe it was like June that we had announced it. So it's still like a, a slow ramp up, but you know, right now I'm just trying to get some more um, educational information out there, getting videos out and just kind of building up the online presence a bit. Yeah. And uh, going from there right now. So my brother is licensed in um, New York and Florida. I'm licensed in Maine and Mass, so that's where we can currently treat. And then kind of seeing how it goes from there and seeing yeah. how how it can expand. Yeah. No, I love it. That's awesome. And like again, I'll just come back. I feel like I'm always coming back to my own stories, but being injured currently, it's like it's been nice to just be virtual. Like I don't want to go in somewhere, I don't want to take the time. I don't need to really, obviously. Like it's nothing that needs to be done in the clinic. So like how nice that it can just be done virtual. So um, yeah, I mean, it's maybe a good, one of the good things, I guess, of everything going on right now is, you know, is made this all more possible and it'll be interesting to see how it changes, you know, going forward and everything. So, yeah. no, I love it. I love all the things you have created and, and all that. Um, I guess, and, you know, I'll give you an opportunity to share anything else too at the end, but I guess I wouldn't mind just asking like anything, anything else you have to share, like on business side of, you know, things that have helped you, you know, even in the sense of like how you stayed, um, you know, connected to your goals and, or they've changed over time or just really what it takes to be a, a business owner. Maybe what I want to know too is like, is this, you share like since 2013, you want to do your own thing, but you know, did you always envision yourself, you know, having your own thing, being, you know, business owner, entrepreneur, or like, you know, um, and I'm guessing like most of us, did you have a background in it or anything like that? <laughs> You can see my face right now. Um, <laughs> she made a good face there. It was like, no. Um, I, yeah, I actually, even when I st first started um, PT, I, I didn't, uh, I never really thought that I would own a business. Yeah. Um, I was like, nope, business, not my thing. Money, not my thing. The account, like, nope, I have no idea. I'm just gonna like 
be a PT. I'll show up, do my job and, and carry on. And maybe it goes in a different direction. Maybe I start doing whatever. Um, I just, I never saw myself as the, as the business type person. And I think as I started to kind of have more of that niche and then I started dabbling with coaching while I was still working in Boston, I was like, okay, like I started to have to like market myself a little bit, but it yeah. was still like very low key. Cause it was just like a side thing. It was like, Oh, whatever. If I get people, I get people. If I don't. Right. Okay. And then it kind of came down to when I moved, I was like, well, I don't really want to work for anyone else. Yeah. Now, like I worked for a really awesome place and I feel like nothing's going to compare to that. Yeah. So probably going to create my own thing. <laughs> oh. And then with that, you're like, Oh, well that means I have to do, there's, I wear all of these hats. Yes. I am now the marketer. Don't have experience with marketing. <laughs> I'm now the business owner. Don't have experience with business. <laughs> I'm the PT have experience as a PT, but <laughs> you know, so it, it definitely was, was eye opening and it still is, you know, it's two, you know, two years in, but you know, last year was kind of this eclectic year where I traveled and then I switched gears. So I wasn't solely focused on the physical therapy side of things. I was now trying to market this new business that no one even knew what a run studio was, yeah. you know? So I, I had to kind of shift gears, but what I found is that by having, and it will be interesting to see what fall and winter bring, but by having yeah. a run studio, it actually helped my PT business grow because more people were in the space and more people yeah. were hearing about starting line. I now had this new way of sharing my company, sharing my brand. So it started to circulate in a different way than when it was just PT. Yeah. You know, and like I networked and met and did workshops and, and I was like, why are people not coming to see me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it comes back down to what we talked about earlier is just being patient. And I, <laughs> oh my God, I have this conversation with myself literally regularly. Yeah. Like, slow your roll, Danielle. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. It's happening. You're just, you're not recognizing the small wins. So, like, if right. I had like two pieces of advice, is like, enjoy the process. Yes. yes. Be patient <laughs> with the process, but also acknowledge how far you've, you've come and, and yeah. take the time to acknowledge those smaller steps, those smaller wins, because those all start to add up. And then you sit back and you're like, Oh, well, yeah, I do have this. And like, now I am seeing this amount of patience if that was like your target or, Oh, people are signing up for class. You know, for me, I was like, either fixated on one or the other. Yeah. So now I'm trying to like just level out and say, okay, there's, there's going to be a push pull where one is doing better than the other at different seasons. And like, yeah, quarantine and restarting the studio and everything I feel like is not giving me necessarily a great like comparison point for next year. Cause it's going right. to be a whole different yeah, it's gonna be, who knows? Ball game. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm also trying to be, you know, have patience with that is that, I might not have accurate information for this year. It's kind of a 
a crapshoot. So yep, 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. No, I I love that though, and I can see like you know having as you're bringing more people in on. I mean, really performance side, fitness side for the run studio. Like you know, I, I guess it comes back to like people don't necessarily want PT. You know, they don't want to end up in PT, but they want to be running. So I guess in general, you know, if you're, you're talking more to what they want, which is running, you know, it makes sense that you're getting more people on the PT side because they're coming in for what they want. And then if they end up getting injured, it's like, oh, well, she can help me too with this, even though I don't want PT, but then she can get back to what I want. So just, yeah. Yeah. It starts to feed off each other and you, you start to build a, a trust, you build a relationship. They're like, oh, like, she's offering this, but, oh, well, actually I do have a question about my ankle and, you know, and it starts as just people asking questions and I, and I, and I'm like, yeah, I can answer questions. You want to have a strategy session? Great. And then they remember that. And like, I, I have this one couple, like in my head, they, they've kind of been present for a while and it would happen a question here, a question there. They'd come to class, they participate in an event. And then within the past, you know, two months, both of them have come in for physical therapy, you know, and it, it's yep. just those little interactions. Each interaction is building upon the next one. And it's yep. like, people have a question and then you, you, you help them there. And even though it was five minutes of your time, that's five minutes that was incredibly valuable to them. And right. then they're like, oh, she answered my question then. Actually, she's like the perfect person for me to seek out. Now I rolled my ankle this weekend. Yep. 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 It's going to come back to that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. No, I love it. So, and yeah, enjoy the process, acknowledge the small steps and be patient. Right. I think that's oh. the, <laughs> the keys. Yes. Oh, I love it. Um, trying to think anything else you'd like to share on, you know, on anything, I guess that I haven't asked you, whether it's coaching your business, um, being a PT, being a runner yourself, anything else we didn't hit on? I think something that like just a common theme with running training business is being adaptable, being, Mm -hmm. being flexible with your training schedule, being flexible with your, you know, whether it's a PT schedule, um, being flexible with your, you know, business goals. Like obviously you want to have some, some, something to work towards, but also knowing that they might change, they might evolve. Um, and then I think another piece like that I often remind myself is that you don't have to have all of the answers. Yes. <laughs> and that's from a PT. Like if you're a PT that doesn't have your own business, like yeah. you don't have to have all the answers. You don't yep. have to have a diagnosis at the end of your eval. Yeah. Business owner, you <laughs> don't have to have all the answers. Like I yep. learn something new uh, pretty much every day. Maybe yeah. Every other. Yeah. Um, and same with running. Like, you're not going to have all the answers of like the best way to train or the best way to get fat. Like, yeah, it's a learning process. There's going to be elements of trial and error in all three of those buckets. Like as a PT, as a business owner, as a runner, like, and you have to be okay with that. There's going to be an element of something that doesn't work. And then you shift gears and you try something new. Right. 
Right. No, I love that. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe we're just speaking on all the common themes in my own life right now, too. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Are we on the same wavelength of things going on in our own life? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's been a very common theme in my own life right now. Like the whole, like, you don't have to have all the answers. And we can put that specifically to help someone even. Like I think of myself and how I've held back in the past of like, say, helping runners because I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much I don't know. Like even sharing when I found out, I was like, I should have been loading my heel, you know? Like, you know, I find this out a few years ago, but then I, I let that hold me back from being like, oh shoot, like maybe I, you know, I didn't give the best care to this person because I didn't know this, but I knew more than they knew. Like you got to help them. Like, and if I literally sat here and waited until I knew all the answers, I wouldn't help anyone because we never are going to know all the answers. And it's like this silly thing that like, and I guess to build upon that is like having a social media presence. It's like, okay, now I'm going to share what I know right now, knowing someone else out there probably knows more than I know, or might be like, oh, actually, Kristen, well, this is the answer. But if I don't put myself out there or like share what I do know, like there's no opportunity to find out more <laughs> either. Um, and I feel like that's been that's held me back in life in a lot of ways. So like that's PT life, um, business life, same thing, this quarantine, you know, everything with COVID kind of forced me to have, you know, it was in a way a good way. It made me like have to show up in, in many ways, like, okay, Kristen, you, you like in one regard, like if I'm helping another business owner get online, it's like, Kristen, you've been doing this online thing since like 2015. Like you can help this person as long as you know more than them, you can help them. Like it made me get over myself and be like, Oh, but there's these other people, like my mentors know more than I do. So like, I can't help this person. No, like you can like, um, so it's just been like so many themes in my own life and like even my own running journey. And I personally just feel like, I mean, just being vulnerable and sharing the truth is the best you can do. And yeah, maybe it might bite you in the butt at some point, but I think it's better than the alternative. So um, yeah, no, like on my wavelength, I don't know. That's what's been going through my brain lately. So even with, uh, we'll just go there, whatever. Like even with like the black lives matter, like everything, like I just did a live last night on my page, like, cause right now this is very relative time. There's the shooting that just went on in my hometown. I don't, yeah. Anyways, I was in my hometown. So like, anyways, I was just like sharing the answers that I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't aware of a lot of things until recently and just you have to be honest. And then that's the only way to learn. So just everything I feel like <laughs> yeah no that the, there's so much to learn and it's taking that step back to being like this is what I know this is what I don't know this is where I can do better yeah. and you know it's it's that saying of like you do I'm gonna mess this up <laughs> you do what you can do until you know better and then when you know better you do better Okay. Okay. Something, okay. something like yeah. that. No, it sounds right. It sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you don't, you don't know what you don't know until you just, you, you go through that, that, that process of evaluating and being like, Oh, right. Yeah. This is, this is something where this is an area I can improve on yeah. and being, you know, pushing the, the ego aside to be like, okay, yep. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to take time to learn more about this. I, I've had many of those realizations during, like I've had way too much time to think and realize like, Oh crap. Yeah. I got to get on it. Yeah. Um, because yeah. But also being, you know, on the, on the flip side, being kind and compassionate to yourself saying, yes, this is going to take time. I'm not going to learn all of this thing, all of these things yeah. in a day, in a month, in three months. Like, yeah. 
So that, that's been a lot of the conversations I've had with myself is like, yes, you still don't know a lot. Yeah. About a lot. Yeah. (laughs) But this is your baseline and you can only continue to improve from there. So as long as you're taking some steps steps and you're not going to get there. You're just not going to get there as fast as you want to, but you just got to be okay with that. And you got to keep showing up even, even, and be okay with, yeah, being a wrong, like feeling like you look maybe like, I don't even want to use this word, but like a fool, but at least for me, it's like, oh, I don't want to look dumb, but it's like, no one else cares as much as you do. Like, they're not going to notice. They really, I mean, and if they do, then they haven't been as far as you have been. They don't understand what it takes to, you know, build a business or become a better PT or become a better runner. So if someone that has actually gone through the process, isn't going to judge you or, I mean, like, it doesn't matter if they do. (laughs) So, right, right. (laughs) But. Anyways, I love it. Okay, that was, you know, a little side note, but I, I like that kind of stuff. And I think it's important for all, all things, life, business, and running. So, um, all right, to wrap up the show for today, I always like to conclude it by asking um, every guest their breaking five moment. So for you, this can be either or, you can do both or either or, um, breaking five moment in running, like a moment when you achieved a goal you didn't think you were going to achieve or did something in running, or I'll give you the opportunity because we talked a lot about your business. It can be in your business either, or, or you can share one for both. Whatever comes to mind is, is, is good. (laughs) So I would say my breaking five moment in running was actually breaking four hours in the marathon. Um, that was something that I gradually chipped away at, um, over like, five years, like each year that I ran Boston, I got a little bit faster, a little bit faster, a little bit faster. And anyone's run Boston, Boston's not an easy course. And the (laughs) weather is, the weather is always very unpredictable. And (laughs) if you train in New England, you're training in the cold and then you might be running in like 80 degrees. So for me, like, and that was, that was the race that I, I tend to run one marathon, maybe two years. So like that was always my race. So like if I was going to try and PR or decrease my time, like that was the race I was going to do it at. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for my, the fifth year that I ran it in, uh, 2019, I finally broke four. It was like three fifty eight something. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. You would think that I would remember it, but I, I'm a numbers person, whatever. And, um, so I finally did it. And that was my, like, yes, I, you know, it took time. It took, you know, commitment. It took believing in myself and knowing that I was that close. Like literally my mom was like at like close to the finish line. And like, she was very upset that I did not stop and like hug her and like take a picture. And I was like, um, you don't understand. Like I've worked five years oh for gosh. the sub four and I was like literally minutes away. So like, yeah. I love you. I knew I was going to see you at the hotel. Yes. And so yeah. You hug later. Sorry, <laughs> mom. You hug later. But, um, I was like, no, no, no. I was, I knew that I was that close that I was like, if I stopped for a split second, I probably would have been a little, right. Little little bummed at myself, but yeah, that, I mean, that's close when you're right there. Yeah. And yeah. You, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I love that you're like, you shared, like it took you like five years to chip away at that. Like, where did you start? Do you remember? I mean, you said you don't know times necessarily. But oh, my first, my first marathon uh, was a Baltimore marathon and I was just shy of five hours. So I think I was like four fifty eight, and like, that was my yeah. goal. I, like 
the goal was like 4.30. I was like, okay, 4.30. But I ran part of it with my friend. I kind of was just, you know, doing my thing. I didn't really set any expectations. And I was just like, okay, as long as I can get sub five. And then like, I, you know, turn, when I knew I was that close, I was like, all right, just turn it on. And I was like, okay, came in just under five. Perfect. And like I said, each year it was just like a little bit faster, a little bit faster. Um, I think my first Boston was like four, 40 something. Okay. And then it was like, I feel like a 10 minutes, 10 minutes, minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little, like a little by little by little. Um, I plugged away at it. Um, yeah. So Not hopefully cool. at some point, um, so the, yeah, any other time, <laughs> the qualifying time right now would be three thirty. Okay. So I would have some shaving off to do, um, for that, but yeah, I figured if I keep, keep working towards it and I keep getting older. Like, right. Right. That yes. might, start to close. <laughs> might get to a point where it starts to close, but maybe that's wishful thinking. <laughs> no, but that's the cool thing about running. And I guess even the marathon too, is that you can be achieving those goals later on along the line, you know, which is cool. Like then it's like your whole, one of your reasons for running is just to keep seeing what you're, you're capable of and see if you, you know, what you, what you can do. So. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Perfect. That's a perfect breaking five moment. Like, yeah. cause it act, I mean, it's always cool when it has like, yeah, it, not that it needs to be, but it's like four hours. Yes. Yeah. Did it. <laughs> I think my business breaking five moment is still on the horizon. Still out there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you let us know when you get your business breaking five moment. <laughs> I want to know. We'll see what, what of the many avenues it's in. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, where can our listeners find you at? Yes. So for my personal account, you can find me at uh, RunFitDoc. Um, for Starting Line, you can find us at Starting Line 207. And then for Race Ready, you can follow along at Race Ready PT. Um, that's definitely going to be some more like educational content and really just being a resource for runners Starting line is kind of like a mixture of PT stuff, running stuff, um, per, you know, promoting the run studio, what's going on in the run studio, and then run fit docs, kind of a combination of like me, my training, a little bit about, you know, some exercises, kind of just trying to simplify things and uh, yeah, keeping things no. simple for runners. I love it. And then if you are a runner in, you know, the Portland, Maine area, she has, as we said the run studio run coaching and pt services there and then again with the race ready pt um the telehealth services um in those all, the four four states that you had mentioned yep. right massachusetts yep. maine florida and what was the other one new york new york and new york so um yeah and anything anything else you wanted to i mean promote or put out there or anything else you have that i might not have asked about i think that's it for now um yeah, nothing on the horizon as far as like events or anything just yet, but uh, we shall see what uh, what the next couple months brings. 
Yeah, we'll see what 2021. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that sounds kind yeah, of I'm like, oh, I'm like, let's let's look ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for being on. It was really great getting a chat with you, and thank you so much for joining or joining joining as well, but sharing all your experiences. I mean, really on the, the business side, I love to you know get to hear all about that, and then also on your running side, um, and just and sharing it all. So that was that was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to hear how others like this and what they get out of it. And until next time, we will see you on the next episode of Breaking Five. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. We hope you are running away with some inspiration, tips, and actionable items that you can put towards your Breaking Five moment. Lastly, if you know anyone else with a Breaking Five moment, that doesn't have to actually mean literally breaking five, just a breaking five moment in general, in running, in life, or anyone else who has great knowledge and background in helping others reach their breaking five moment, I would love for you to put me in contact with them. We would love to have them on the show. So if you could and let them know, if you know of someone else, tell them to reach out to me at my Instagram, and that is at Kristen underscore run your life. Again, that's at Kristen underscore run your life. And could you do me a favor? And if you enjoyed today's episode and can think of anyone else who could benefit from listening to it, could you go ahead and share this out on your social media or share this directly with them? That would mean the world to me, seriously. And make sure if you have not already, to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our weekly updates as we drop the next episodes. Thank you, everyone. We seriously appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time. And until then, go run your life.